powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. What a time, what a time. Uh, welcome to Game Over Calgary. This is a game that had, I don't know, maybe a billion storylines between uh, these two teams that took place uh, tonight here at the Scotiabank Saddle. And what a game it was. What a game it was. Lots of fun. We got lots of good stuff lined up for you today on uh, on this episode of Game Over Calgary, on this post game on a, what are we at, Tuesday, November 29th, 2022. What a, what a game. I had a lot of fun watching that one, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun breaking it all down together here on the STPN Sports YouTube channel. But before we get into that, just a quick note from our friends over at Sports Interaction. Think you know what, it, think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction, whether it's World Cup, Hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see what sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. And if you or anybody you know has any gambling issues, please be sure to uh, check the show notes in today's episode as well. There are some resources in there for you and uh, anybody else you may know to get some help. Um, like I talked about, lots of storylines between uh, in this game and and between these two teams. And I'm happy to uh, to bring in our guest. This is uh, making his SDPN debut, Mr. Uh, Jacob <laughs> Langsam, my good buddy from the uh, Panther Pori podcast. How are you, buddy? It's good to see you, and, uh, and welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to see you, too, and thank you for having me on. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm in a great mood right now. I'm <laughs> very excited to talk about the United States and Iran result from earlier today. Uh, that I can only imagine that's why you asked me to come yes. on the show today. Yes, precisely. Uh, I, I can't imagine another notable sporting event that happened this evening that I might uh, that I might be interested in. Notable with, uh, like I talked about, just n- not not many storylines either no, between these two not. teams. Nothing nothing crazy happened uh, between these two teams at all. Not only on the no, ice. Absolutely not. Nothing ever <laughs> does. <laughs> um, but before we do, I got to get your two cents on this because I don't even know if I've ever asked you. Welcome back to Blasty. Our new, uh, our new old third jersey that is uh, now ma- it was the reverse retro last year. They added some, I don't even know what you would call it. They took the the reverse retro and then they added these like fake flames that you can kind of only see in the light uh, on the sleeves. Um, but do you like Blasty? Are you a Blasty guy? I love Blasty. That's what I like to hear. I I think Blasty should. I mean, the, the Flames did bring Blasty back as a permanent fixture, making the Blasty jersey a permanent alternate instead of just the one the one off uh, reverse retro. And you know, as as a Panthers fan, uh, I knew that this game was over the second the Flames came out in <laughs> the Blasty jerseys today because uh, you just you can't beat that. No, you can't. It's uh, it's a timeless look, and um, I feel like the fan base was usually divided before uh, it came back as a reverse retro, but now everybody just seems to love it. And they look damn good. They called it the blackout. They marketed it well. Good uh, shout out to Ryan Popovich and all the uh, all the Flames marketing people there for uh, for bringing Blasty back for real. Um, hey, imagine wanting to leave the Calgary Flames and go elsewhere. Imagine wanting to go to the Calgary Flames. Imagine wanting to I, leave. Look, I'm I'm gonna stick to that. Like. My take on the Kachuk trade immediately was Calgary takes it in year one, years two through eight. That's all Panthers, baby. Yeah, okay. So so let's actually transition to that. That's the first thing before we even break down any of tonight's game. Because you and I 
went back and forth in the DMs a bunch of times, kind of yes. like, well, I mean, we talk a lot, but I mean, <laughs> when that when that happened, that was um, that was a big talking point between you and I. Take me back to it. Where were you? Um, what were your thoughts? How did you feel? Like, what what was that moment like when you saw either the Elliot Friedman or Frank Saravalli or whoever it was tweet uh, about the Kachuk trade to Florida? So, despite it being uh, a a Friday night, it wasn't like terribly late at night on the East Coast. Late enough that I was actually in, uh, asleep. It was midnight on the East Coast. Yeah, I, I was asleep at the time. <laughs> Uh, woke up to incessant buzzing uh, from my phone uh, to see all these messages. 20 from, of them are from, from me. my brother-in-law, from, <laughs> from my sister, from my co-hosts, TJ and Alex, uh, from a bunch of friends, group chats, you, of course. What's going on? Did we trade Jonathan Huberto? Did we trade uh, Mackenzie? I almost said Derek McKenzie. Did we <laughs> trade Mackenzie Weger? Did we really trade Cole Schwint? Uh I I had to like wake up and process that I was conscious and awake and I wasn't dreaming that this trade just happened. Like it took me like a good five minutes or so to fully comprehend that that trade got, that that trade went down. Um, my my immediate first thought was excitement. To be fully candid, I love Matthew Kachuk. I've been a huge fan of his since his draft. Because uh, I do have a soft spot for the Flames. I have for a while. Uh, so I was happy to see Kachuk go there. Uh, Keith Kachuk was also one of my favorite players growing up. So Matthew naturally uh, was going to be a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was extremely happy that we got him. Being someone that had already vocally been on the train of, I'm not sure if we should extend Jonathan Huberto after his current contract ends. Uh, that didn't seem like a horrible price to pay at first. Thinking about a little bit more, maybe the Panthers did overpay a little bit for Matthew Kachuk. Huberto and Uyghur and a first. And I love Cole Schwint. Um, That's your boy. My boy. That's your boy. Uh, I had to. Te- I, I remember texting you. Him. I remember texting you and being like, "I'm pretty sure this is like your guy. This is the. Yeah. This is you had him on the pod and and that actually might have been the first message from you I had about the Kachuk trade. It might have been about Cole Schwint. Well, I, I think it was more so. Uh, <laughs> tell me about Cole Schwint and yeah, you know right, he's right. he's doing well right now with the Calgary Wranglers. I know uh, a guest that I had previously on works for uh, Daily Faceoff, Mike Gould, here in Calgary. Um writes a lot about Cole Schwint and talks about Cole Schwint and, and uh, a lot of people may be banging the drum that he could be one of the call-ups if and when uh, the Flames want to do kind of eventually venture down that route. Um, so a lot of people, like, he, I don't think he's just a throw-in. Like, I think he, he could right. be, uh, you know, I think you kind of explained him as, you know, probably would peak as, like, a top nine guy, like a middle six kind of guy. He will be, he will be your favorite third-line center. Which is fine with me. Right. You need a third-line center. Yes. Like that's that's the thing. Yes. Think about how Panthers fans feel right now about, about Etula Starinen. Mm-hmm. You, like, you, he's one of the bright spots for this team, one of the few bright spots for this team right now. Right. You need a good third-line center. That depth scoring is so important in today's game. You can't just run a top six scoring lines and then a checking line and an energy line. Like That's just not really how the modern NHL works. You need... <laughs> You need a guy like Cole Schwinn. Can you, you tell that to like Daryl Sutter? Can you, can you tell, tell t- that to Paul Maurice? 
are we are we on the same wavelength right now? The 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 Milan Lucci we, we pretty much. Yeah, we're pretty we're pretty uh we're pretty similar. Um but the Milan Lucic like Calgary Flames line, uh, I keep calling it the Lucic line because he's like, and I hate papooing on guys as much as I have on Milan Lucic lately, but terrible, just just terrible. And I'm not gonna dwell on it in a six to what was it six to three final or six to two final six two six, six two. two yeah. Um, sorry, I gave you that uh, the courtesy goal there, but um, I appreciate it. I'm not on gonna a personal dwell- level. I'm not gonna dwell on it in a six two win, but. Still not great, and uh, this guy makes a lot of money to just go out and do cardio every night. So it's um, if I, you know what, if if I had the opportunity to make that much money to just be in good shape, I would be okay with it. And it's not Lucic. I also him. feel that way about Sergey Bobrovsky. Oh, I was gonna bring it up. Um, <laughs> one of, one of my notes actually was if Spencer Knight starts this game. Even on the second half of a back-to-back, I think it looks like a much, much different game uh, than what, like, he let it, like, Bob let in some squeakers. And I haven't watched the Panthers yeah. enough this year to to say, oh, yeah, that's that's just how Bob is. Like, that's just Bob. But the general consensus that I'm getting from from seeing Panthers Twitter just through you and, and like you said, TJ and Alex as well, um, that's not a, an uncommon thing this year. Unfortunately, it is not. This did seem to be a particularly rough game for him. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's because that fourth goal was probably the worst goal I've ever seen him allow. Uh, the the one where he just kind of like half the Richie the goal, save, but yeah, then fell back into his own net and it became a goal. He brought that uh, one like in. That yeah. that had to have been one of the worst goals I've seen him allow as a Panther. So maybe that just kind of like brought things down. Tough to blame him for the shorty. It was a two-on-one. Um, tough to blame him for goal number six. It was it was another – that actually might have been a two-on-oh. It was a two-on-oh. Yeah, it was um, a two-on-oh, which – So, like, yeah, I'm not going to hold every single goal against Bob, but he really should have had uh, should have had a couple. What was it? It was the the, the really, really big rebound. Uh, was that the Rasmus Anderson goal? Uh, Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's a rough one to give up. Uh, the Richie goal, rough one to get. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll phrase something like this a couple of times, but I even I tweeted about it. The Flames seemed to have a harder time scoring on the empty net than they did scoring on Sergei Bobrovsky. <laughs> you have you're not net, wrong. The Flames don't get a goal. You put Bob back in, they get that two on zero and just blow one right by him. That's a blown assignment, like, though, in the in the in the offensive know, zone. I, like that's I just know, a bad just pinch. I, and and I again, I'm not one against him. I, I yeah, and that's you know, that's a tough one. But um, right, just for the narrative, like the flame. Oh, not for being sure. Able to score on the two on the empty net, but then getting the sixth against Bob, like that's just for the narrative. And it's crazy to me too because like I was expecting you texted me before what was it yesterday. Uh, and you said <laughs> something along the lines of, you know, oh, second said, half of a back to back. You got you this in the bag. No yeah. Barkov. You guys are stomp us. No Barkov. Second leg of a back to back. Like, and I was like, you know what? Like, you got us right where you want us right now. Like, this is this is prime. Uh, but then they started Vladar, and uh, he's been pretty good. He's he actually <laughs> he played he, he played a pretty good game. I think he he kept them in it pretty uh, well. Yeah. The Panthers had some uh, some good chances, not crazy amount of like high danger chances. I don't think, um, which is kind of funny. I don't know if you saw it differently, but like 
the stat that I saw on Sportsnet prior to the game was the Panthers lead the league with 342 high danger chances coming into the game tonight, um, which is crazy to me. That's that's like this team should be way better. Like, what's the what's the problem here? Yeah, that's that's part of the story of the season for the Panthers. Their possession metrics are outstanding. They're top five in a bunch, top ten in almost every major predictive metric. Yet their shooting percentage is tanked and their save percentage is tanked. They just can't finish. And Bob is having a career bad year. Mm-hmm. And no matter how good your possession metrics are, if you can't hit the back of the net and you can't get a save, you're not going to win. Yeah. You would imagine that those are two things that over time, and historically speaking, uh, PDO is one of the easiest stats to call regression for. Right. In, in either direction. Mm-hmm. But generally that, that 1,000 PDO, that sweet spot, where your save percentage and your shooting percentage equal one. It's 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 a very safe bet historically. Um, the Panthers just aren't getting there. Yeah, and it and doesn't it's... always regress that easily, that quickly. It doesn't always regress in time, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, the Panthers just, they're having trouble finishing and they can't buy a save, at least not from Sergei Bobrovsky. That's kind of like... Funny you say that, like, the Flames and the Panthers seem like they're too similar in that regard, too. Uh, the Flames, up until this point, I mean, a six-goal game will do that to you, but up until this point, haven't had <laughs> the best of luck finding the back of the net scoring more than, I think, their road trip. They were they scored five, six, I don't know. It was bad. They scored a very low amount of goals of their six-game road trip that they just came back from. Yeah. Um, and Markstrom has struggled. He hasn't been... Uh, that Vesna nominee that we saw last year. And, you know, it's it's frustrating because, you know, he did have such a good year last year, but it's nice to see that Sutter is kind of leaning a little bit more on Dan Vladar uh, because he is very capable and, and they did a really good job scouting him out of Boston. And uh, Jordan Sigalette, I think all that scouting would go to waste from him if, uh, if they didn't start him more and he's proven that he's capable. So... Uh, but up until this point, I think what I'm trying to say is the Flames and the Panthers, there's another similarity there. It's just like they, they, they're they kind of the same team. Coming into this game, yeah. coming into this game, even the similarities are pretty close too. The Flames were 9-9-3 and for fifth in the Pacific and one point out of a wild card spot. Panthers came into this game 10-8-4 and for fifth in the Atlantic with one point out of a wild card spot. So it's pretty, yes. uh, you know, it, it's funny because like, we joke about the storylines write themselves for these two teams. Uh, but especially tonight, like the similarities were just like off the charts. Uh, tonight in particular, I wouldn't say the similarities. coming into the, the game. Charts. We'll say, we'll yeah, okay, say coming yes. in, coming into the game is what coming I was, game, what I was trying to say. Of course, a primary difference there being that the Panthers do play in a much tougher division. Yeah, uh, they do. The Flames. They that do. Said I still wouldn't expect them to be behind like Montreal. Oh, for sure. Um, Detroit, whichever one. It I is. think it's I Detroit. One of those teams. That Montreal was that. was behind them Only when I checked. Yeah, they were a point, which is crazy. <laughs> crazy. Montreal has the Panthers' first round pick this year too. That's you know that's that's part of what makes this all so bleak. Uh, the Panthers traded their 2023 first round pick uh, for Ben Sherratt as part of the package for Ben Sherratt last year. Uh, ben Sherrod is not good anymore. No. Hasn't been for a while. No. And now the Panthers are on the outside looking in 
on a division that's going to be real tough to break back in don't even have their first round pick. You know what's the funniest part about that? It's a, it, just to take you back to you talking about Detroit, is that Ben Sherratt is a Detroit Red Wing now. And he now sure is. I'm not trying to add salt to the wound. I promise. <laughs> I promise See, you. And and I talked about this on my podcast, uh, not this past episode, but the one before it, I believe. The Panthers haven't played Detroit yet. Um, so that's a matchup that... That's going to be a fun one. I will be looking forward to. That's but we're not here to one. talk about the future Panthers versus <laughs> Red Wings matchups. Um, we're here to talk about the Panthers and the Flames and their intertwined uh, seasons uh, and identities. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and we're going to get into more of it. But before we do... Uh, just want to do a quick call to action. There's 40 of us in the in the uh, stream right now. If you haven't already, please like the stream. It helps us with the YouTubes and all that fun stuff, the algorithm and yada yada. <laughs> how how YouTube works is beyond me. I you know I've been on YouTube for quite some time, and it still doesn't time. make any sense to me. Still doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. Um, like it, share it. Uh, there's a little share button. You can share it to your favorite social media channels. Get more people in here. Get more Panthers fans. My boy Jacob needs some support in here. There's not enough fa- Panthers fans. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it's a little late at night uh, on the East Coast. <laughs> it is. It I, is. I put out the call uh, to for, uh, for my followers to put on a pot of coffee, but I don't know how many of them are uh excited to stay up after they, this game. they saw it was 5-2 and they're like yeah no i'm no, sorry game <laughs> off i'm going to bed i don't so care who's i, I don't care whose network off. this is we're not staying up for this shit <laughs> um uh but anyways uh some of the comments lots of good uh good stuff in the chat as well here um lots of blasty love we know that for sure uh amazing win today says smoky dan yeah absolutely uh justin saying have a great post game show thank you thank you thank you um I'm starting a petition to make Blasty the full-time home uniform. Noah Adler, that does not surprise me, seeing as you're probably the reason why the Blasty uniform came back. <laughs> the amount of times See, you used there, to tweet it out. There's even relationship between the teams there because there are plenty of Panthers fans who want Leaping Cat to come back as our primary logo. I love Leaping Cat. I love it's, Leaping it's, Cat. It's a great logo. It's, it's an all-timer. Um <laughs> Especially on that, re- like, your guys' reverse retro last oh year. Oh, my God. The Panthers was, reverse retro And this year. year one of and, my favorite Panthers jerseys ever. And this year's is, oh, my God. This one. I, I almost wore my reverse retro. You should have. Uh, for this show. But I, I didn't feel like the Panthers' effort tonight uh, was deserving <laughs> of a reverse retro appearance. The next that, t- was a, that was an active decision that I made. The next time you come on, we'll uh, we'll have to see. Maybe it's a different <laughs> tune and you can wear that beautiful uh, reverse retro. Um, is <laughs> one comment says is Matthew Kachuk six to his stomach yet? <laughs> That's a good one. I James, I you know I love you. That was awesome. Um, uh, what's let's see here. Oh, there was one for you. Where did it go? Oh, hey Jacob, what are your thoughts on the Panthers decor this year? He says he 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 begins this answer with a smirk. I like where this is going. Shout out insider you know, Jay Money. It's not as bad as I thought it would be without Mackenzie Weger. Mm-hmm. Um going into the season, like I can excuse a lot of the players that the Panthers lost. Marchment missed a third of the season last year. Uh Giroux, the Panthers were already in first place before Giroux came into the fold. Uh a bunch of other players that they lost weren't really. I mean, Maxi Mammon, Frank Vetrano, Nolachari, these aren't difference makers to the mm-hmm. team. Uh, the one, and of course, Jonathan Huberto, you lose, but you replace him with Matthew Kachuk, which to me is kind of a wash yep. for this year. 
next yep. year, like I said at the at the top of the show, uh, next year the the Panthers start seeing dividends for that. Uh, but Mackenzie Weger to me is the one player, the one impact player that the Panthers lost uh, that they weren't really able to replace. You bring in Josh Mahora off waivers, who has been a bit of a revelation, uh, but he's obviously not going to be getting first pair minutes just yet. Uh, he's he's another Gus Forsling type in terms of a defenseman that the Panthers picked up off waivers who all of a sudden becomes actually an extremely defective defenseman or effective defenseman. Sorry, mm-hmm. Freudian slip there. Uh, <laughs> the Panthers defense is better than I expected it to be at the beginning of the season. Uh, and I would even go so far as to say it is good. The defense is not why the Panthers are losing which is hilarious to me. It, it's, um, it is funny because I, I know, especially here, a lot of people talking about, like there was a lot of banter back and forth between like, I never expected Panthers fans and flames fans to kind of coexist until this trade happened. And now it's like, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like a thing. Now, like now it's inseparable. Yeah, exactly. And it, it'll never, ever not be a thing. Um, right. For the duration of the Huberto and Kachuk contracts. Oh yeah. will be interlinked. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, but a lot of Flames fans saying, "Oh, like look at look at the Panthers blue line now." Not that they like, it's not like this big rivalry. Like it's like a Calgary Edmonton thing. It's just like, oh wow, like we got Uyghur. Like, what's that blue line look like now in Florida? And it's funny to, that you say, you know, it's it's good, because um, like I said, I haven't well, full transparency, haven't watched a whole lot of Panthers games, but I don't think it was terrible. I think. Um, I don't know. I'd have to rewatch some of these odd man rushes because I feel like there were a lot of yeah. two on ones, a lot of three on ones, uh, a two on o. Um, guys kind of getting beat up ice, but then getting on their horse and getting back. Yeah. Not that that's a place you want to be in, but um, at least they fuck up in one end and they kind of make it right the other way. Uh, if that makes sense, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah. That's kind of not the strong, the strongest showing for the Panthers defense on the whole for the season. They've been better than I expected them to be. Uh, But tonight in particular was not a, a very, a very strong showing for them. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Eckblad in particular, real rough night defensively Mm -hmm. Uh, caused the turnover that led to that shorthanded goal that opened the scoring. Uh, There was another, I I don't remember which of the other goals it was, but two on. Oh, I I noticed him on the two on coverage. Uh, on one of the other goals that allowed, or maybe it wasn't a, even a goal, but he missed coverage on something. I remember pointing it out. Uh, oh, he whiffed on a pass. That's what it was. On on another Panthers power play, he whiffed on a pass, and it led to uh, a shorthanded rush by the Flames. Uh, fortunately, they did not score. Fortunately for the Panthers, uh, they the Flames didn't score on that one, but uh, Ekblad made some egregious errors tonight. Yeah. Um, some character, some uncharacteristic errors for him. Um Horsling was solid tonight. Montour had an uncharacteristically rough game also. Uh, yeah, I, tonight wasn't a great showing. Mark Stahl is just whole, kind of Mark Stahl. I'm, he's not even worth mentioning to me. He's I, so I bad. wrote it down. I'm like, I, I was, oh, God, I got to find he's the note. because so I, 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 I was like, do I even make a note? Oh, yeah, it was in the second period. It's my third note from the second period. And all it says is Mark Stahl kind of stinks. And I remember exactly <laughs> what that was in response to. It was a, oh, it was an ozone shift for the Panthers, and 
like I I don't even know what he was trying to do. He he didn't have the puck at the blue line. He kind of just made a no look like he was looking this way, but made a forward pass and there was nobody there and it went right on the stick of Backlund yeah. on the far wing. And I was like, that wasn't intended for anybody. That wasn't even intended no. to throw it in the open corner. That was just a no look pass to no man's land. Uh, and it forced a turnover and the flames go up the ice. And I was like scratching my head. And then th- some, some blown, uh, like you talk about blown coverage in the D zone of all places, uh, Mark Stahl missing assignments. And again, I'm not, it's not even really worth my breath because it's that's just like a nightly occurrence. Yeah. And that's like what I wanted to get at was like, this guy's just not good. He is not yet. For some reason, Paul Maurice continues to give him minutes. Oh, it's kind of uh, like, it's kind of like, don't I, frankly, the Panthers have two of the three currently active Stahl brothers. Uh, although active is probably a generous word <laughs> for Mark and Eric. These guys are washed beyond belief. Prime Eric Stahl, one of my favorite players growing up. Oh, he was Love great. Him. Stanley Cup champion. Growing up, he was a rookie when I was like 14. Yeah. Um, <laughs> growing up, I was already like a full person. You were you were grown. Um, I was a grown man of 14 years old. <laughs> uh, no, but like Eric Stahl, prime Eric Stahl was an extremely entertaining player. Mm-hmm. I loved Prime Eric Stahl, one of the best Carolina Hurricanes of all time. Arguably on that cusp of being a Hall of Famer, an easy Hall of very, very good. Yes. Uh, 38-year-old Eric Stahl, get him off my hockey team. Yeah, it's... This guy stinks. It's rough. It was rough. Mark is no better. I don't know what the fascination is. I I, I don't get it. I won't get it, but... I got it. It's... And Paul Maurice Paul isn't the Maurice only team, man. He's not the only guy to do that. Like Daryl Sutter rides his guys no, too. No, absolutely like, not. Like like um, Milan yeah. Lucic and Trevor Lewis, and uh, you know when Kevin Rooney is in the lineup, the the Flames day one free agent signing Kevin Rooney, might I add, two year deal, um, very urgent that we got Kevin Rooney <laughs> locked up of all people. Just had to make sure Kevin Rooney was uh, was on that opening night roster. Um, quick pivot. I wanted to ask you about. Uh, Jonathan Huberto specifically because um, washed. Yeah, I, he's kind of a bum. Is it Huberto or is it Huberto? Or is it Huberto? Huberto. Yeah, like I had Julian McKenzie on and he did the French version of Huberto. And I was mm-hmm. like, I feel like I should reciprocate, but I definitely can't reciprocate. Um, <laughs> so I just anglophone the crap out of it. But. Um, Thoughts on him tonight, because I think, and, and I'm going to wait to see what some of these Flames fans in the chat say, I think um, one of, if not his best game, uh, donning the Flaming Sea. You know, I maybe it's because I was trying, excuse me, <clears throat> maybe it's because I was trying harder to watch, to keep an eye on the Panthers. Um, Huberto was obviously present tonight. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice him all that much. Right. Um his goal was kind of an accident. Yeah. Or did that even yeah. stay credited to him? Um, uh, it did for the, uh, the up, they, they, they the hadn't, of skates. yeah, they have, they, they said in the third period that they hadn't overturned it. I believe that it will be credited to Lindholm because we thought after watching the replay that Paul Maurice was challenging for a kick. Cause it went off of, it looked yeah. like it went off of Lindholm's skate. Um, so I believe it will go to Lindholm either way. That's 
still another point for Huberto, who's going to get the assist on it. But um, yeah, to your point, and yes, he also had an assist on uh, on the Toffoli goal. On the Toffoli goal, which yeah. again was hardly an intentional assist. Yep. Uh, I I don't mean to diminish his ability at all. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not just trying to justify my preference of Matthew Kachuk, who's now on my team. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jonathan Huberto just didn't really seem all that impactful uh, to me tonight. He's he's struggled. Um. I think that there's something there uh, in the form of an injury that's lingering. I don't think he's 100% healthy, but it's nice to see. And I, I, I again, I don't want to, I'm not saying this because I'm not saying you don't know, but like, I don't know how much you've watched of the Flames this year. Um, he did not start the way everybody thought he was going to start. But with each passing game, and, you know, you take into consideration. Uh, every which little detail that could impact that new system, new line mates, first right. time playing, you know, out or in Canada, like, you know, different, like different things impact that. But, um, you know, he, uh, he's been getting better is what I'm trying to say. And, and it's nice to see him progressively each game. It's starting to get more and more looking like the Huberto that, uh, everybody was kind of expecting here in Calgary when that trade happened. So it, it's nice from that perspective for us to see that. And it's probably hard for you to judge because, you know, you're you're so used to, you're fresh off the 115-point year where he was, you know, setting records for, for assists and stuff like that. So it's tough to kind of look at tonight's game and be like, yep, that's the Hubert O I know, right? Because it's, it's, it's not. And it's the Hubert O that see, we know, but it's... So. I don't know. I don't. I didn't watch a lot of Panthers games. It's not that hard to have made that call, though. Yeah, Jonathan Huberto had a lot of power play points last year. He did, and, and I that's... believe a large majority of his points this year are also power play points. He um, his last, I think, four have come at five on five. Okay, good. But but um, they but he but to your point, yes, they've primarily been on the power play. There was a big debate in the hockey community at large, but more specifically in the Panthers community last season right. about whether or not Jonathan Huberto deserved to be in the heart conversation. I was very firmly on the side of no, he does not. Hmm. His scoring aside, he is not a play driver. He is an extremely good passenger and every team needs a good passenger. Um, but when left to his own devices, he's not really the guy. He he will get you your assists. He will score some goals. Uh, but he will not drive a line. Right. And I think and that's he, I think that's he wasn't particularly good defensively either. Um, the points regression was really easy to call for me. That's fair. Do you think that even given um if the trade never happened, do you think that regression is still as drastic as it is now? Maybe not as drastic. Uh, although, tough to say how Jonathan Huberto would have fared under Paul Maurice. Uh, yeah, There's actually a, a conversation to be had about it being similar to how he's faring under Daryl Sutter. Hmm. Difference being he would still have his buddy Sasha Barkov with him. Uh, he would probably still be on a line with Sam Bennett. Mm-hmm. Uh, who Huberto and Bennett were very good together. They were. But the data shows that it was actually Bennett driving that line. Mm -hmm. And that continues through to this year. 
yeah. uh, as well. Bennett has done a very good job of driving the second line. Like the rest of the team, his scoring isn't really there. Uh, but his play driving numbers are. Right. So it's fair to say that Bennett was driving the Huberto line last year. Right. Um, and I don't know. I, Huberto's been playing a lot with uh, with what's his name? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. Yep. He's been right. playing with what's his name and what Not do you call Kadri, him? the other one. Uh, he's been playing with Lindholm. Oh, he played we with. Go. Well, he's but he. He spent some time with Lindholm to start the year, struggled. They they kind of moved him up and down the lineup. He found a good fit on the Backlund line, who Backlund is more Backlund of a play. Is the, what's his name that I'm thinking of? Backlund is more of a play <laughs> driver, a more defensively respond, like he very sound in his own end. He kind of that's the rub. He's the straw that stirs the drink on on that line. Um, and you know it's 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 nice to see that you know Daryl moved him back up with Lindholm tonight. And he looked decent, but I don't know if I move him away from Backlund again. I think right. that they were just too good together. Um, and, and that's when Huberto really started to turn things around. And, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because Daryl likes to do this thing where he throws lines in a blender and uh, it's uh, he's, whatever spits out is is what spits out. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's pause for a minute because we only have a little bit of time left. Uh, on our Zoom call because we don't have Zoom premium. Uh, <laughs> Zoom makes you pay for longer meeting times, which is great. Um, if you're in the chat, there's a lot of people in here now too. Uh, hit that like, share for the last, we'll call it the last couple minutes here of the show. Um, and if you got any final questions, go ahead and hit them in the uh, in the comments. Now we're going to do a final call for that. Uh, it's funny, we talked about uh, Lomberg, Bennett, and Kachuk missed opportunity there to start the old former Flames line, which would have been uh, which would, would have been funny. to see it, right? Uh, I also, imagine that that would be a pretty good line too. You would think, you would think, but uh, uh, as uh, as they say, I guess we'll never know. So uh, un- until the until the Panthers actually go ahead and do that, as I stall for time to wait for people to get their questions or comments or whatever in. Um, <laughs> We're, you know what? Let's just we're gonna put a bow on it because otherwise we're gonna run out of time for all your plugs and stuff like that. Um, first of all, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for this having me. this has been great. Tell the folks where they can find you, what you're up to. Use this time to uh, just shamelessly plug. Sure. So you can find uh, my podcast Panther Puri at Panther Puri on Twitter. Uh, personally, I am at PTP Jacob uh, on Twitter. If you want to give me a follow. Uh, Anywhere you can find your podcasts, Panther Puri, if you're ever interested in checking out some Florida Panthers talk uh, or all of the myriad of other things that uh, TJ, Alex, and I like to discuss, <laughs> uh, our last episode was half taken up by talking about uh, the World Cup and the new Pokemon games. Nice. Uh, so give us uh, give us a look if you're interested in hockey or also anything that isn't hockey. That's perfect. Yeah, I I would highly recommend. I've been on that show. A lot of fun. Great fellows over there. Um, uh, I will say. Oh, uh, Rob has been posting uh, Jacob's Twitter in the live chat as well. So if you just go and copy that and put that into Twitter, you'll find him. Um, thank you everybody for watching. This has been great. Um, if you want to get your hands on some new SDPN merch, we have new Game Over Robot merch. I am currently rocking the Game Over Montreal robot because they did not have a Game Over Calgary robot last year. <laughs> so the only thing that was red was this uh, Game Over robot. So I went ahead and bought one of those. Um, 
And so, yeah, there's new Game Over robots. All the robots are on there now if you want to check them out on the STPN website. Thank you, as always, to uh, STPN, our lovely sponsor, Sports Interaction. Uh, our next game over Calgary will be on Thursday when the Calgary Flames take on the Montreal Canadiens at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Peter Klein will have your call for that show. I will be at the Dome watching Sean Monaghan's return, so um, I will not be on the show. Peter will, and he'll have you covered. Anyways, thank you so much for uh, watching. Give us a five-star. Give us all that good stuff on your favorite podcatchers, and we'll talk to you in the next Game Over Calgary. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.